Well, hello there, fam. Welcome to C3 Metro Manila's digital service. I'm glad that you can join us today, whether you're watching on Facebook or listening to our podcast. You are in for a treat today as Pastor Bernard speaks on the Advent as we anticipate for the coming of Christ, not just in the future, but now in this season, as we anticipate Him revealing Himself to us in fresh and new ways. So before we delve into it, why don't we pause for a prayer and then we'll enter into a time of worship. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity where we can gather and and listen to your voice through this service. Thank you, Lord, for for this time where we can pause and 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 commune with your spirit. Thank you for how you've sustained this community. Thank you for your presence in our lives. Thank you for the joy that you bring to us. We ask that you open our hearts and our minds to how you'll be speaking or revealing yourself to us through this service and this season. We offer up this time to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome and 
morning, everyone. Welcome to our digital service. Um, I hope you're all doing well. And I hope that you were blessed by Pastor Jake Bentlam's message last week. And uh, which, by the way, I had a terrible mishap. Uh, there's actually two parts to his message, and I neglected to include the second part. Um, so my apologies, my bad. Good news, though, is that uh, we're reposting the complete message midweek this week. Um, uh, uh, but, you know, I mean, part one alone could have been an entire message um, on its own. I mean, it was short, but very potent. Uh, but there's just more to that. So part two will add a little more uh, content and substance to to uh, part one. So stay tuned for that. Um, but anyways, it's great to be with you all again. Uh, I encourage you to uh, join in our week in our weekly Kamustahan Um and prayer, which happens right before this. Uh, it's, it's a time where we uh, gather. It's a time and a space where we gather together to lament. Um, you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of struggles this year to lament, to pray, and uh, to pray for one another, um, to receive spiritual nourishment, and just to connect with one another in general. I mean, we all need to connect every, uh, every once in a while. We are designed for community, right? And sometimes when this year, this season, um, we've spent too much time in isolation. So it's uh, necessary for us to uh, commune and connect. Uh, next Sunday, by the way, will be our last one, and then we'll be taking a break for the holidays. Um, and, and speaking of next Sunday, uh, we're actually having a multi-site gathering uh, to celebrate our sixth year anniversary, the sixth year anniversary of the C3 Metro Manila community. Whoop, whoo. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, right? Like six years. I can't believe it's been six years. Um, and, you know, I've been, I've had the privilege to be here since uh, the beginning. I mean, not the, not, not the uh, founding of it, but, you know, the initial months that it started. Um, and, I mean, I wasn't pastor as well. I was just a, a member and a volunteer. And so it's been a privilege to journey with this community. Uh, so if you're joining next week, please inform May as soon as possible um, so that we can include you in the count for food. Yay, food. <laughs> um, so we're, we're either going to be, um, sorry, it's hot in here. We're either going to be sending, um, sending your group, your location, funds so that you can buy or order the food, or we can... Um, order directly and have the food delivered delivered to your location uh, so I really hope to see you all it's gonna be um, an unconventional celebration because we'll be on zoom but you know it'll be multi-site at least you'll get to be uh, in person with the people that you're close to anyways uh, can you believe that it's December already like despite everything um, slowing down because of COVID. It seems that this this year just zoomed by, and, and no pun intended. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure many of us, you know, have spent a lot of time in Zoom this year, but yeah, um, it's, it's really just zoomed by, right? And so as we prepare to wind down and enter into this period of rest and, and uh, uh, reflection, let's be reminded of the significance of this season right 
We're anticipating Christmas, the day that commemorates God entering into our world, into our physical realm to be one of his creation, right? It's a day that commemorates the birth of Jesus, the birth of the Messiah, uh, who not only embodies hope for the entire world, but also affirms you in your body as a human being. Um, Jesus, you know, Jesus in um, entering as the lowest in his society, right? Um, at being born in a manger um, as a poor ethnic and religious minority in the midst um, or within the dominant empire who marginalizes people, the Jewish people. Um, with that particularity, he affirms the least of these. Um, so no matter what social class you're a part of, right? Um, no matter where on the, the social spectrum you are, which is all stupid anyways, <laughs> um, Christmas or the birth of Jesus affirms you, especially those at the bottom, right? The, the bottom of the economic structure. God affirms you, the value in all of you as a human being. And so for hundreds of years, Prior to the birth of Jesus, people all over the world, Jews and even non-Jews, I mean, you have the Magi um, who are from the East, um, right, waiting in eager anticipation for the coming of the Messiah. Um, and um, they, were, they were waiting for the coming of the Messiah who, who was, they were hoping for this Messiah to bring real, tangible change. They were Hope, their, their hope was um, rooted in a real, tangible hope. Not some abstract, otherworldly hope, but real, tangible hope for the particularities of their context. So, so what does that mean, right? What does that mean? Let's, let's, look, let's take a look at a song from Mary, Mother Mary, um, in Luke chapter 2. And it says, Mary said, uh, My soul, actually this is Luke chapter 1. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servants. Surely from now on and all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name, his mercy for those who fear him from generation to generation. And, and get this, listen to this part, this is... Uh, significant. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and set the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made our ancestors to Abraham and to his descendants forever. That's real, tangible hope that these people were, were eagerly anticipating, eagerly waiting for. Let's take a look at a poem written by the prophet Isaiah. And it was written about, you know, it was written as a prophecy of the coming Messiah, of Christ, of Jesus. Uh, and it was written 700 years prior to his birth. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because Yahweh has anointed me. He has set me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captives, and liberation to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of Yahweh's favor and our God the day of vengeance to comfort all those who in mourning, to give for those in mourning in Zion, to give them a head wrap instead of ashes, the oil of the day instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of faint spirit. 
And they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of Yahweh, to show his glory. And they shall build the ancient ruins. They shall erect the former deserted places. And they shall restore the devastated cities, the deserted places of many generations. As you can see, this is real, tangible hope. Christ came 2,000 years ago. And, and he fulfilled the hope anticipated by many. But he's continuing to fulfill that hope even today, 2,000 years later, right? And as many, as many of you know, our world has yet to be the world that it should be. And although Jesus inaugurated the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God has yet to be fully realized in our world. I mean, just look around you, right? Look around you at the pain and suffering. Look at our communities, the, the poverty that we see, the corruption that we see, um, the environmental damage, the systems of injustice. Just look around you, right? I mean, the kingdom of God is here in, in different pockets in our world, but it's yet to be fully realized. But the good news is, know that God is still moving. He's still moving in your lives personally. He's still moving in your communities. He's still moving in our world, right? That's the good news. So what are, what, what, what are you hoping for this season? As you think about that, um, turn with me to a um, passage in Romans. I'll be reading from the voice translation. It's Romans chapter 8. It says, For all of creation is waiting, yearning for the time when the children of God will be revealed. God placed within creation a deep and abiding hope that creation would one day be liberated from its slavery to corruption and experience the glorious freedom of the children of God. For we know that all creation groans in unison with birthing pains up until now. So, so Romans is one of the most theologically dense books in the Bible. Um, and this passage is significant to Apostle, Apostle Paul's hope for the world. Um, he personifies creation as groaning and having birthing pains, waiting in eager anticipation for God's children, right? Why? Why is creation waiting in eager anticipation? Because when, when the people of God arise to become active participants in God's work of restoration and healing in the world, it ultimately leads to creation being redeemed. It ultimately leads to the environment being redeemed, nation states being redeemed, our communities being redeemed, social structures being redeemed, the entire world being redeemed, right? So a lot of people right now, you know, they're, they're looking to creation for signs, for signs of when Christ will return. But this passage indicates that creation is waiting for the people of God to become the incarnate of Christ in our world. Creation is waiting in eager anticipation for the people of God to become the incarnate of Christ in our world. So instead of waiting for Christ, when are we going to become the incarnate of Christ in our world, in our context, in our communities? When are we going to break free from our self-serving tendencies to live beyond ourselves for God's mission of healing and restoration in the world? 
This is where life is. That's where life is found. So creation groans. What are the groaning? What is the groaning? What are the birthing pains that you may be experiencing personally? What are the hopes that we may have collectively as a community, as a people? Perhaps it's groaning for breakthrough in your lives. Breakthrough from the constant need to continually compare and contrast ourselves with others. Breakthrough from the need to gravitate to social media um, in order to validate our self, uh, self-worth and identity. Breakthrough to be liberated from our addictions and self-destructive habits that continue to bring us back to the same place of emptiness over and over again. Breakthrough to simply be free, free from the expectations society on, has on us, free to truly be all that God has called us to be that God has for our lives. Or perhaps it's groaning for healing in our communities, healing for our families, reconciliation between your father and your mother or, or anyone that you love, reconciliation between an old friend that you may have had a disagreement with. Or perhaps it's something grander. Perhaps it's groaning for a world that could be a world without human suffering, without mass poverty, a world without this global economic system of greed that continues to marginalize the poor, a world where the corrupt and the powerful um, are held accountable and no longer oppress the powerless, a world that could be, a world where the kingdom of God reigns, a world where the kingdom of God is fully realized. So as you enter into the season of Advent, think about what are you eagerly anticipating? I encourage you to listen and pay attention to this groaning, these birthing pains, and allow them to move you into action. Allow them to make the necessary adjustments in your life so that you can continue continue to grow and develop as a whole human being. Allow them to move you into action in the way that God wants you to participate in the world. Remember that creation waits for God's people to become the incarnate of Christ in the world. And in order to do so, you must listen. Listen to your individual stories listen to your pain listen to the groaning of your communities to those around you and god will reveal to you how he is calling you to move forward how he is calling you to participate the the beautiful part about birthing pains not that i can relate or anything but you know I can imagine the beautiful parts about birthing pains is what comes afterwards the but what comes afterwards what comes after the birthing pains new creation new life birth birthing something so beautiful into existence this is the beautiful part this is why we wait This is why 
those 2,000 years ago and, and even prior were waiting in eager anticipation for the Messiah, for the hope of the world to enter into our world. This is why 2,000 years later um, and all the people in between have continued to wait in eager anticipation. And this is why we're invited to become the incarnate of Christ so that creation um, can have its hope fulfilled. So I hope this passage instills a sense of hope in you. I hope it creates um, an eager anticipation for the coming of Christ. And I also hope that it invites you to live your life as the incarnate of Christ in the world. So just to reread that passage, for all of creation is waiting, yearning for the time when the children of God will be revealed. God placed within creation a deep and abiding hope that creation would one day be liberated from its slavery to corruption and experience the glorious freedom of the children of God. For we know that all creation groans in unison with birthing pains up until now. Let's pray. Father God, um, we just come before you right now in all thankfulness um, and gratefulness. We thank you for entering into our world, fulfilling the hopes of many, the many who are waiting in eager anticipation for you, for the Messiah, for Christ, to bring change in our world, to bring salvation, to bring transformation, healing and restoration. We thank you that you are continuing to move in our world you are con continuing to work in our individual lives and in our communities and um, our nation. We pray that as we listen to this groaning, we listen to these birthing pains, we listen to the pain in general of our stories and the stories of others and of our communities, that it, this groaning these birthing pains may move us into action, may move us into becoming the incarnate of Christ in our world, in our context, within our families, within our communities, within our nation. So we thank you for the season that we get to enter into a period of rest and reflection. I pray that as we reflect on the significance of you entering into our world, may we be filled with hope and may we be empowered and enabled to become active participants in what you are doing in our world. I pray for those who are groaning, um, hoping to experience breakthrough in their, in their lives, in their lives personally. I pray they may listen to their pain, their stories, so they may understand and know how to move forward to discern the necessary steps in order to break free from whatever it is that is keeping them in bondage. May your spirit guide them. May your spirit be with them through this process. May your spirit bring transformation and wholeness. May they journey towards becoming a more whole human being May they experience the fullness of life that 
comes when we enter into your presence, enter into your kingdom, enter into the reality of who you are so that, so that they can live to the fullness of all that you have for them. I pray for our world and all the, the tragic events that we see and witness and read about on the news. I pray that you continue to move, that you defend the powerless from corruption and the powerful. We pray for the activists that were recently gunned down by the police, 68 years old, simply for being vocal. We thank you that you empower people to speak on the behalf of the voiceless. We pray for protection over those people. We pray for justice. We pray that your kingdom realities may reign in this world, especially in our nation right now. Lord, we thank you for this time and this space. We lift up um, this service to you. We offer up this service, our community, our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, church, that concludes our digital service. I hope you were blessed and encouraged by Pastor Bernard's message. It was so powerful. I hope that gives you strength to endure. I hope that reminds you of God's future glory. I hope that gives you hope as you endure this season. Um, and as announced earlier, Next week, we will have a multi-site gathering in celebration of our church community's sixth anniversary. So please, you don't want to miss out on that. Please um, register or sign up. Um, feel free to message us. Drop a message on our Facebook account or our Instagram account if you'd like to join this multi-site gathering. And we'll send you details um, when you message us or you once you reach out to us. Um, and if you'd like to support our ministry or send your tithes and offering to C3 Metro Manila, you may do so digitally through these platforms. We have Gcash, PayPal, or you can send directly to our Union Bank account. And again, um, thank you for joining our digital service. Have a blessed week, everyone.